Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to a new uh, episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak, and today I'm joined by Patrick Gleason. Oh, shit, coming by surprise, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Patrick Ramsoy. Hello. Dwayne McKinnon. Good and special guest star Aisha, one of our Patreon members. And Deborah, it's not just another episode. Oh, yes, that's right. This is actually our um, celebrated 100th episode of the podcast. We started this uh, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Um, in, in, in November. And we recently celebrated our eighth anniversary um and we had a special recording that day mm -hmm. and uh unfortunately it was it didn't coincide with our 100th that was only our 98th episode but here we are episode number 100 and we did it before the end of the year like you wanted to and we did it uh and at the as the last episode that we released for the year which i'm super happy about <laughs> we um yeah. and besides we're all comic book people so we're big on the round numbers absolutely 50, 100 yep that sort right. of thing <laughs> these are very big deals that's right uh so without uh further ado oh yeah um we don't have paul with us today uh i'm not sure why he he's we, I thought he was gonna be us. here but yep, he just goes yeah, yeah he's been ghosting us uh so without further ado let's start right with our week slash months in the hobby pat i'm gonna have you go last because if i don't you're gonna try to steal my thunder I don't, uh, why don't we start I with do Dwayne? not know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> let's start with Dwayne. Um, you know, uh, basically much the same as, uh, I've been reporting the past couple of podcasts and that, um, been kind of quiet. Uh, so I haven't been, I haven't watching much online of, uh, TV or movies, um, especially because I can't go out to the movies currently. But uh, doing, you know, a lot of reading. Um, I'm now on May 2013 in Marvel Unlimited, so progress. Yeah, exactly. Progress. Uh, been reading a lot of uh, Jim Butcher the past bit. Uh, folks who've listened to the other podcast may recall that I basically picked up everything that the man's ever written on a massive uh, sale on Kobo. So, uh, for the time being, I've left the Dresden Files behind, and I've gone back to the Codex Alera. So, I'm on book five there, and I'll probably just finish that off. There's only six books in the Codex Alera. There are 17 novels in the Dresden Files, <laughs> and two short story collections. Ooh. Yeah, I've got the first four. So, uh, but... I've I've been impressed with how much I've been enjoying uh, my Dresden Files reread, and that um, Butcher really makes uh, Harry and his supporting cast folks you enjoy spending time with. So uh, it's some some books and characters I can't binge read like I have been with the Dresden Files. Yeah. I think I read like six Dresden Files books in a row before I went back to the Codex Alara. 
Okay. But, but like, for example, I can't do that with uh, the Jack Reacher books. Lee Child. Uh, Reacher is a really interesting read, but um, he's not a very terribly pleasant fellow. So, <laughs> so uh, I couldn't I couldn't do that with those books, but uh, with the Jim Butcher novels, it's no problem. Uh, gaming wise, uh, we continue onwards with our uh, Pathfinder campaign run by our very own mech. And that's been fun. Uh, I'm currently looking at tweaking my guy a bit because uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition has been a real learning experience. It's pretty different from what we moved from, which was D&D 3.5. And let's just say mistakes were made. <laughs> Stuff that I look back on and go, what was I thinking? <laughs> but uh, the game itself has been fun. Uh, we're currently getting ready for a siege. So I'm not really sure what sort of impact we're going to have against, you know, massive numbers of enemies, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. And on the Earthdawn front, uh, things have kind of slowed down a bit uh, because most of our player base and GMs are based in the States. And States as a whole tend to slow down in between Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving, or you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, yeah. I suppose I should say. So there hasn't been as much going on there. I'm signed up uh, for a game next Sunday with my uh, Circle 4 Archer. Uh, that's the guy who doesn't actually use a bow. But um, so kind of looking forward to that. That'll be fun. And otherwise, as far as uh, genre stuff and that, just trying to absorb the massive info dump that Disney hit us with the other day. Yeah, so, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's going to make for a fun news and rumors. Uh, yeah, we'll talk all about that in that. <laughs> that section, might, we have to commit out to kind of doubt because with all the stuff that's been dumped, it's like, that could be a whole segment just on its own now because of all the stuff <laughs> that came out. Yeah. But <laughs> Anyways, um, that's it for me. On to someone else. Okay, Mac, let's go with you next. Okay. Well, not a whole lot new uh, on the gaming front. Uh, as uh, Wayne mentioned, the big thing is uh, continuing the Pathfinder game. But uh, I think we've had maybe one session since the last time that uh, we recorded. So there's really not a whole lot more to add to it. Though... Um, not an active game or anything like that. Uh, Gavin and I were having a discussion on Discord uh, a few weeks back. Uh, it was actually about his wife wanting to do that. Uh, my character's the, the uh, magic sword, not the um, meat that it, that's wielding it kind of a character. And <laughs> we were uh, talking about, well, I was saying, you know, you can do that with practically any kind of an item. It doesn't have to be a weapon. Um, and I was thinking... An interesting campaign concept would be a uh, magic war world. In fact, uh, magic is non-existent, but 
the way it does happen is there are these gems that uh, can be found that uh, contain magic, and uh, and so the spellcasters of any type have to use them. The uh, thing is, those gems are not actually gems. They're the uh, three or fourth dimensional shadow of higher dimensional beings that have incurred their way into the prime material plane, uh, and so whatever actions they're doing is what's actually causing the magic to happen. So uh, clerics and so on uh, have to have these gems in their holy items, and uh, they, they look at uh, these higher dimensional beings as actual gods. So there aren't any real gods, but they're these higher dimensional beings that are, uh, that are for some reason interfering in our world. And uh, the arcane spellcasters, like wizards, uh, basically have to negotiate with their gem what the spells are that they're going to get, which is going to simulate the uh, study and, and so on. Whereas the spontaneous casters are in tune with their gem, so the, they're, they've got similar goals and outlooks on life and so on, so the gem is much more willing to uh, accommodate with what they want to do. And, you know, things like magical beasts have actually absorbed some of these gem powders or whatever, what gives them their magical ability, ability. same thing with the uh, magic sentience and so on. Damn, yeah. damn monsters stored in crystals. Exactly. Anyhow, that's just yeah, a, a concept uh, yeah. that I've been thinking of working on. Uh, and absolutely no risk to the current campaign. I'm not actually planning to do anything with this concept. I thought uh, it would be interesting to develop it. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as well, nothing new in books or comics. Uh, TV and uh, movies. Well, I haven't gone to see a movie in a long time. Um, have watched a couple of shows. I just finished watching uh, a Netflix anime um, called Lost Song. And I have to admit, when I first started watching it, I was uh, really wondering if I was uh, if it was worth following it because. Uh, I really got the impression that the uh, writer was wanting to do something about uh, Japanese idols, uh, you know, the, the young girls that are singers and so on. Uh, but the studio was telling him, no, it's got to be a, a fantasy story. Because uh, it, it, the basic premise is that uh, some people have the ability to use music to create magic. And so we're in a medieval kind of a setting. Uh, there's two women that are able to sing magic with their songs and sort of watching as they're trying to get together and so on. Uh, not necessarily knowing each other. The younger one knows about the older one, but the older one doesn't know the younger one. Um, anyhow, it's a 12 issue for a 12 episode uh, series, and I'm going, ha ha ha, uh, we get to six. It's kind of interesting just to get to know who the characters are. Um, and then. Uh, we get to episode, uh, what is it, 7, 8, 9, and 10, and it completely turns everything upside down on its head. Um, <laughs> Different writers, maybe? Yeah, so uh, it's it's an interesting premise. Uh, we have seen it on another Netflix show. I'm not going to mention because I don't want to spoil what the uh, what the flip is or how it, how it turns things around. Um, but I have to admit, I, I'm not sure if I would totally recommend it. Uh, if you're interested in finding out what the, the, the what they did that's interesting, it's certainly worth checking out. But 
I think they needed more episodes because they basically leave the last two episodes, 11 and 12, to resolve everything, and it just seems to come really fast. Rushed. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't think of how they could have done it uh, slower, but um, at the same time, it, it was a little unsatisfactory. Okay. Uh, Brenda and I watched uh, Christmas Car- Chronicles Part 2. Um, I, it's not quite as good as the first one. Uh, one of the big problems with it is that it assumes that uh, you remember what was going on in this show that aired two years ago. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what happened last week in some shows. <laughs> it's like... yeah, exactly. So they don't have any kind of a recap or anything. And being on Netflix, it's kind of understandable. If you really want to get your recap, it's a simple matter to just put the original, or the first part on um, and, and watch that. Um, but I, I have to admit, I am really having a hard time nowadays thinking of anyone else that could play Santa Claus as well as Kurt Russell does. Uh, his take on Santa Claus in both the, both the Christmas Chronicles are is really uh, interesting and amazing. He's Mel Gibson. He's got, <laughs> well, that's a completely different one. Because um, uh, Kurt Russell, he... You know, they've got these problems, you've got to overcome these problems, and he is totally positive and, uh, and you know, expecting the best uh, the whole time. And it almost makes you wonder, does he actually have everything, absolutely everything, completely under control because he's so confident about uh, how things are going to turn out? Um, I've been to see it, those. It, you know what? It's worth it uh, as a family show. It, uh, it's hard to find... Uh, some really good Christmas family shows that aren't, you know, sappy Hallmark Christmas romances. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would recommend you want checking it out with your family if you want, Dwayne. It, it's it's certainly worth it. Um, there was also Illuminations The Grinch that we watched. Uh, so this is a computer-animated uh, version of The Grinch. It's got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as, as The Grinch. Um, I have to admit, I liked it a lot more than I've liked uh, J- uh, Jim Carrey's uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, it it follows, it sort of expands on the story a lot better. Uh, the only issue I'd take with it is the Grinch is too nice. He's he You can definitely see that he has some compassion for Max, which didn't exist in the uh, in the original 1960s version of the, of the story. Uh, which kind of takes away from his redemption a little bit because he's he's always you know he, you see that he's always a nice guy who's just not catching the brakes. Yeah. Whereas in the uh, first relationship, he's not not a nice guy. Period. He's not a nice guy at all. And so when he when he makes his turnaround, it it's a lot more impactful. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Uh, let's see. I'm in the middle of uh, a Netflix anime, The Great Pretender. Uh, season 2 should be coming out uh, later on this month, I believe. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the uh, the main characters are all con artists. Uh, so you've got this Japanese con artist who thinks that he's conning somebody else, and it turns out that uh, this is another... He's trying to con a con artist who's leagues ahead of him. Um, and so this, the Japanese guy, I'm going to call him Edamame because that's what they keep on mispronouncing his name as, and I can't remember what exactly how to say his real one. Um, anyhow, he uh, uh, he's keeps on trying to break out of the con artist racket, and uh, the other guys 
keep on bringing them back in. Uh, and they, they, their, their thing is they only con criminals. Uh, so there's all the first one is a studio producer who is using his uh, movie activities to as a as a front for his drug dealings or his drug empire. Uh, and then the second one, there were a couple of uh, Arabian princes that uh, decided to go to Singapore and uh, take over a uh, an air race, and uh, they're all the races are fixed, and so uh, cons are trying to take control of that out of them, uh, away from the uh, brothers, the prince's hands. Uh, the third one, the third uh, case, as they call it, is uh, um, a an art appraiser who uh, discovers, uh, well, they accidentally sell him something uh, way under value, and uh, turns out this uh, art dealer or art appraiser has a history with one of the con artists and uh, and so they work out an elaborate plan to get back at him and, and to basically break the guy so interesting stories each one is designed really to be an expose on the backstory of each of the characters uh, involved so that's how it really keeps you interested in what's going on really learning more about the main players and the whole story sounds good yeah, it, it is good. Uh, it, it's received a lot of good reviews. I certainly would recommend it. Uh, let's see, another one I watched, another anime. I, I seem to be watching lots of anime on Netflix. Was, is Blood of Zeus? Uh, so this yes, is done the first by the same people. Yeah, this is by the same people who did Castlevania. Only it's taking on uh, Greek mythology. Um, yeah, I mean, if you like Clash of the Titans and that sort of thing, it it's worth watching. The original. Well, just the remake was okay. Any of the uh, any of the takes on Greek Greek mythology that have happened in the last what forty years or so, it it uh, follows along those kind of lines. Uh, and I think that brings me to the end of everything I can think. Okay, why don't we move on? I don't know if she's uh, still paying attention because she's currently muted. But Aisha, let's uh, let's hear what you've been up to this past uh, well since the last time we talked to you. Sure. <clears throat> I was listening. You know, I all, I'm the only one who listens to these things, so I've been listening. It's very nice to hear it in real time. Hey, it's hey. <laughs> not true. I object. It's <laughs> not true. But thanks, Aish. Thanks. Patreon no member number one and also an, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's one thing that I, I am not and don't have, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> so what have I been doing since we last spoke? Well, I... Uh, Lots of sitting around and watching things. Um, we watched uh, Tenant last night, which was weird and messed up, and I don't know, weird. Well, and is, so it's is it like Inception, like sort of the strange and sort of strange kind of following. No, I, Inception was clever and interesting. This was just stupid. I mean, it starts out with the premise that they reversed entropy, which already made me annoyed on <laughs> the first second. Like, so yeah, fuck you. you. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Uh, just, isn't so that the sort of thing that but, basically lead to the end of the universe as we know it? <laughs> yes, yes, basically it was, you know, and, and the motivations are stupid and the, and the like the reason that the, the guy becomes obsessed with saving this woman for reasons that are just unknown and it's like, ugh, anyway, but it was, it was visually interesting. It was cool to look at. The backwards running was kind of funny. 
they had you know all these backwards motions happening simultaneously with the forwards motions but it was because it was cool but it like the premise just was like <laughs> spent the whole movie going no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> a little bit but i know i know we're not we don't have that much vitriol it's it's not it's it's not that good of a movie or that bad of a movie oh, okay. as to be yeah it's just like man i mean it was it was cool to look at and i'm i I, I guess i'm glad we watched it but just like me whatever um but we of course were watching the mandalorian which is amazing and uh i haven't seen season two yet so no spoilers oh no oh okay, so well, many spoilers coming up so many spoilers all this i'll let me tell you all the spoilers no my uh, but my favorite thing is is definitely baby yoda eating eating the eggs that's just <laughs> it's fantastic it's the best thing ever <laughs> So that was cool. Um, and let's see on uh, <clears throat> on on the gaming side. So I, you know, Devrim knows that I'm not I'm not really a big gamer gamer. Like I don't like I play some casual games and I like to um, play games on my mobile and things like that sometimes. But uh, but I'm really big fan of watching other people play games. So I've been watching a bunch of playthroughs of various games. Um, on I think my favorite channel is something called. Uh, GT Live. It's Game Theory Live. It's very, I don't know, they're ridiculous and they, they play all these really stupid glitchy in like indie games and stuff like that. So I like watching them play their games. It's kind of amusing. So Paul does this and I don't understand it at all. The only time I've ever watched someone play a game is if they're doing like a, um, uh, if I'm stuck on on how to do like a secret yeah. move or a secret mission or something and I just need uh, an example of how that's done in game that I'll watch but other than that I mean I don't understand sitting there watching someone play a game I could just go play that game I don't know so partly it's I like the banter sometimes it depends on what I'm trying to get out of it sometimes I'll just watch like a, a playthrough where I mean, it's I can't even sit at McBride's place where they're playing games that I'm not like at least you're there for a conversation to watch other people like stream it's like okay uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, sometimes usually when when you watch other people stream things, it's because they're they're talking about it, right? Like they're talking over it. So, for example, one of my favorite games that I watched somebody play was this, it's this Japanese dating sim slash horror movie horror game called uh, How to Full Boyfriend about a girl who's in. I mean, it's one of these like visual novel type games, dating dating sim type games, and it's it's basically the story of this 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 human girl who's the last human on earth who goes to a school that's that's that has all pigeons and she's trying to find a, pi a pigeon boyfriend and then yeah it's, it's very it's very ridiculous what <laughs> exactly. it sounds totally it's it's it is it is just as ludicrous as it sounds and and so the the, the people i was watching was, it was on a different channel they were and they were talking about it they had they i don't know they were doing some like meaningful thing about relationships and but it turned out that this this game actually has this underlayer of this crazy horror society where the pigeons have like killed all the humans and she's dressed up as a pigeon apparently and there's like a lot of murder and <laughs> all these like a, a apocalyptic things happening so anyway so i would end up watching a, a whole series of, of a of people playthroughing the games without any commentary so i could just see the whole game in its in, in its entirety it was just it was weird, but it, but you know things like that are kind of fun. So they're not games that I wouldn't want to play myself. I think they would actually be kind of boring to play them. And as Dev knows, I spent most of our childhood like watching him play games. True. Um, because I'm not very, 
I mean, I'm I'm coordinated when it comes to like sports and things like that, but I just I'm not very good with uh, especially with handheld controllers. I really the Wii was my was my like best thing because it meant that when I moved my body, things actually happened on, on the screen as opposed to what I would do with the controller where I would like will Mario to run faster kind of thing. You know, that was my that was always my my view. So I like I like to watch other people play games where you need that kind of skill. Puzzle solving games I want to solve on my own, but if it's like a, I don't know, if it involves some kind of quick time events or you have to like make some, you have to kill something, I'm not very good at those games either. So so I like to watch those kind of games because I enjoy watching the story unfold. And But I'm just like, I, I can't be bothered to, you know, that I would never watch a first person shooter, but like I would never, I would also never play one. But you know, if there's an interesting story, I might. For example, I watched Detroit Become Human, um, which is a very cool game. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's a very, it's like a, it's a very weird branching game where every choice you make leads to a different outcome. And there's, there's like 16 endings and it's, it's very crazy. Like all sorts of things happen and there's multiple characters that you can be and it goes back and forth. Um, and that one is just a little, I, I don't have that much time. So I have enough time to, to watch somebody play it, but I don't have enough time to actually play it myself. So so there's that that kind of part of it. So it's it's a bit of a time thing. It's a bit of a skill thing, and it's a bit of a you know it's it's in some ways it's like watching a 16 hour movie basically, well, right? To play a game sometimes. So well, sometimes they have um like for Injustice and that for Steel Super the cutscenes. Yeah, they they put uh, someone put together all the different cutscenes together into right. like a two yeah. hour plus three hour movie. So I've watched that because <laughs> it's it's like it's just the cutscenes and stuff. Well, they're the cutscenes anyway. Those yeah, are fun, right? But. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I also enjoy watching the gameplay. A lot of these, especially some, um, well, the one, the channel that I watch all the time are, are there all these really indie games and they are really, I'm sure they'd be really frustrating to play because the controls are all terrible and, you know, graphics kind of suck half the time, but you know, those kind of things are, are also nice to watch other people. But sometimes if I watch these AAA type games, it's, uh, I mean, even, even outside of the cutscene, this, you know the the rendering the way that the, the the movement is it's really it's really impressive right it's like watching this really beautiful thing unfold and um but i just don't want to <laughs> i don't want to press the buttons and jump all the jumps and do everything like i just that's fine but if you know for example the games that i like to play are are straight up puzzle games and where you all you're doing is solving puzzles and you're not necessarily moving around in an environment so I think Dev gave me this game a long time ago, um, which you know was kind of this. The premise was that you got a a disc in the mail from the police, and you have to help them catch a serial killer. And the whole thing is just puzzle after puzzle inside the, you know, back when discs existed. But, I think uh, I, I think I had that one. Yeah, hidden or snatched or something like that. And I've forgotten. It's, it was a long time ago now. But but those are the kind of games I like where there aren't avatars, there aren't people, there isn't anything. You're just solving puzzles, right? So. Those are the kind of games I like to play personally. So anything that doesn't that involves a, like a human running around, or not a human, but any object running around, I let I let Dev take care of that, and then I would. So now I just watch other people on YouTube. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, then, and then you should join us uh, Tuesday evenings for our uh, Grim Dawn stream, where we go and play this game Grim Dawn. It's a action RPG, kind of like Diablo. Uh, so yeah. third, third person uh, isometric view from the top top down and just go and hack and slash and i call down lightning from the sky paul freezes everything pat brings the fire and then gavin joins us with some uh skele undead skeletons to run around and kill everything yeah. cool it is well, ridiculously be... fun and chaotic well 
I mean, I'm. Is there some kind of story, or are you just killing? Mm-hmm. There is a story behind yeah. it. Yeah, because you're supposed to. Okay. There's certain missions we have to do and stuff. Um, it just we tend to sometimes get sidetracked on <laughs> the missions. It's like, hey, there's stuff over here. Let's go kill it. Uh, <laughs> and, and also, we've run through the missions uh, probably twenty, thirty times uh, between the the four of us. So it it becomes a little repetitive after a while. So you just kind of. I don't even read the text anymore. I just like, okay, go here, kill this guy, go here, kill that guy, collect this thing from that deck. Okay, now we go hit the shrine over here, release some monsters, kill the monsters. And then just kind of go around uh, in a circle. The last one we did was the hardcore where if our characters die, they die. I actually lived to Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, super fun. Well, that's interesting. Poor Gavin. Well, I mean, the kind of... I pressured Gavin to do it one more at a higher level to keep going, and he died at the very end. But it's fun. <laughs> you're always, you're always yeah. that. But uh, I mean, the ones that I like to watch are are more like the. I guess there's two there's two styles, right? One is it's where there's there's more of a story going on, mm-hmm. where you want to progress through the story quickly rather than than spending a lot of time. Or I like the ones where people are really completionist and they you know they'll find every gag, every like hidden Easter egg, and sure. again those those are things that I don't have time or or inclination to do honestly. So so that those kind of things where it, it's really for me very story like there has to be a story of some kind that is happening that's moving forward and that the if there's fighting it's incidental and you know i think even the games that i watch are very little see the problem with cyberpunk 2077 is single mm-hmm. player because otherwise it doesn't and... have a story that you can follow through like it does actually have a story with cutscenes and everything so it is interesting it's just that it's single player only so yeah not, it's not one we can do for a twitch otherwise i think that would be a great game to do if you're multiplayer yeah it's tough like all the multiplayer games sound like they're really open world now where it's easy to get sidetracked from say a quest quest Mm -hmm. or something you know you kind of go off and do things and then you kill each other or you kill others or whatever and i mean it's not multiplayer uh, we can't all four of us play at once yeah yeah no i understand but anyway that's why i have youtube so (laughs) 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 um and let's see other than that um I don't know. I've been reading some books. The semester's finishing, so I'm going to be grading my students' exams and everything. Um, which is exciting. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure the students. I'm sure the students think that's what we do anyway. Like you get an A. You. I don't like the look of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood today. You get this. Well, actually, I did tell my, my the I teach a grad class uh, as well, and I and I I can joke with them a little bit more than the undergrad. The undergrads take it too seriously if I if I start joking with them about how I'm gonna like completely arbitrarily pick their marks. But the grad with the grad students, I'm like, oh well, you know, if yeah, exactly. So I'm like, if you if you don't use the template or you head it in late, then I'm gonna be really grumpy, and then you know, the grumpier I am, the the, the lower the marks are. <laughs> <laughs> And like try to stay on my good graces. You can, you can bribe me with chocolates, you know, like that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's like but, uh, you, you better hope I had my coffee that day. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Like, I better be in a good mood, or else that's it. You know. But yeah, so I'm reading a lot of those things now, which is exciting. Advanced thermodynamics, super exciting. Um, but uh, but other than that, I've been reading a couple of. Uh, oh, actually, one thing before I get into what I was reading, Maggie and I rewatched uh, Battlestar Galactica recently. Which one? Wait, the original or the new one? No, the new one. The new oh, one. Oh, barf. <laughs> well, I, 
Well, not everyone's a robot, but I do remember, I remember really liking it when I watched it um, the first time around. Like, I was really into it. And then Maggie and I are watching it together. I'm like, this is so religious. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's all based on on religion, and it was apparently written by a a Mormon. Yeah, and stuff. But but it was just so overtly religious in a way that, that I guess it's not, it's not so obvious on tv anymore there's i don't know like it just it seemed really heavy heavy-handed <laughs> I, I remember thinking oh this is amazing it's so cool and i was like and maggie's looking at it going why did you like this <laughs> did we have to watch this to the end this is kind of what was happening but we're like no no let's just finish but uh but yeah so that was our that was our big our big sort of sci-fi thing recently but um yeah i don't know and I think the, the most recent thing that I was reading um, was, uh, I heard of this thing called the Murderbot Diaries. It's a series no. where, it's pretty cool. So it's this, it, it's a world, it's a, I mean, it's a sci-fi novel, so it's in a futuristic world where there's this robot who's supposed to be um, like, a, uh, you know, like a, a soldier robot, right? Like they're just supposed to go out and kill things, but it develops a conscience. And, um, and so you're reading it as if you're, re- you're reading it, you're reading its diary. So it's writing about its feelings and stuff. And there's a whole series of them. It's really, it's really interesting. It's a really, uh, I don't know. I really like the perspective of the robot with this conscience who's, who's sort of, who's like, oh, I can't, I can't keep working for these people. And then they go off on an adventure by themselves and they meet other, other beings and interact with them. And like, it starts out with them. I think they, they went. At this, the premise at the very beginning is that they were in a, they were involved in some combat and it hit, you know, some central processing unit kind of thing. It was damaged and as a result, it develops this conscience. And so it wakes up not knowing who it is or what what it is, and then it eventually finds out about the world and and then is kind of horrified by what's going on. So, so it's really interesting. So this, Wait, and this is a book series, a TV show. What is it? It's a book series. Book series. Okay. Yeah, by Martha Wells. I think the first one. Let me just find it. There's there's like five books in the series, so far. I think it's it's still coming out. Um, but I was just looking at it. Uh, sorry, I'm not I'm not as as ready as you guys. You guys are always you always know the names of everything and are like on top of everything. That's, that's um, really, that's only because you're hearing the edited version. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I know I always so joke about how I don't cut things out, but I actually cut a lot of stuff out. Cut a lot of stuff. All right. Well, then hopefully you'll cut this part out, but probably not. <laughs> you'll leave it in just to shame me, but that's okay. Oh yeah, this is this is standing for sure. Yeah, obviously I thought so. Okay, so this the, is one of those things I say I'm going to cut out, but don't cut out. Excellent. How to embarrass my sister and our Patreon members? Yeah. Well, you know, you should treat me nicer. I'm your number one fan, anyway. But uh, the first. <laughs> Okay. I agree. Um, so okay. it's by Martha. Okay. Oh, thanks. Oh, you have pins? Yes. I'd like a pin. The store. Oh wait. You wait. Deb gave me a button. I remember. Yeah. I have a button. I gave you. I gave Maggie a shirt. Oh yeah, that Maggie has a shirt. <laughs> well, I gave I gave it to Maggie because I ordered a uh, a large sized um, a female shirt and it basically fits like a twelve year old boy, and so I gave it to Maggie because <laughs> she, she she fits. She's the size of a twelve year old boy. She really is. She's, she's very small, um, but yeah, actually, it's too big for her, so she wears. It. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But anyway, so this book, the first book in the series, is called All Systems Red, 
and um, by Martha Wells. And but the series is called The Murderbot Diaries. So right. so that was kind of cool. And and then I also recently reread Deep Space Accountant, which is which is one of my favorites. It's kind of a it's hilarious. It's like this Deep, about this Deep Space Accountant. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, that one is about a like a lowly accountant who uh, who obviously unearths like a conspiracy, and then through the sheer power of his accountancy, kind of brings down the the cobble. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, like, it's half half tongue in cheek, but it's half serious. It takes place in in some like futuristic Mars like like place. Hey, they can get um, Ben Affleck to play it. <laughs> I mean, this this sounds like a Robert Aspirin type of book. It. It's not. It's not quite that silly, but it's. Uh, but it. I. I picked it up mostly for the title. You might guess. Right. But, yeah. uh, but it was pretty good, actually. It's. Oh man, I miss Aspirin. Mm-hmm. Aspirin. He did some great stuff. He is. He does amazing things. I love it. I love the sort of tongue-in-cheek thing. Actually, I was reading Jasper Ford. Uh, I had. I haven't read it in a while because I'm waiting for their. For if he's ever going to come out with a new one, but one of my favorite ones, of his recent ones, is All of Our Thursdays Are Missing. And Jasper Ford is exactly that kind of Robert Aspirin-y thing, but it's, it, it you know, it, it's this weird time traveling uh, detective woman whose, whose name is, uh, is Tuesday and, um, and her daughter is named uh, Sunday <laughs> stuff like, so it's all this, these time puns and, uh, and they all were and and they travel through library. Like it's, uh, there's like these crazy things. So I like these kinds of, of fantasy that are, you know, not taking themselves too seriously. It's always, it's always the best. So, so that's it. I think that's those are all the things that I've been doing in the meantime, sitting around. Okay. Office. So I'm going to move on to me, so that Pat doesn't try to steal my all my glory. Uh, but I'm going to first start with uh, the movies that I watch, move on to TV shows, and then talk about video games. So, the first thing I want to talk about uh, there's a Liam Neeson movie that I watch called Cold Pursuit where he plays a snowplow driver yes. who oh, yeah. um, goes, uh, gets out for revenge after his son is a murdered snowplow? by drug dealers. It's actually based on <laughs> a, a remake of a uh, Swedish or Norwegian uh, movie. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it seems very um, European. It, it takes place, I, I thought it was in Alaska for, uh, for a second just because of the, the fact that he's a snowplow driver, but, but it's actually, I think, in... Um, Colorado or something. Yeah, like no, Washington State, I think. Uh, anyway, it doesn't make any sense. It's uh, but it's like this remote town on the top of a mountain, and he's the only snowplow driver. So his job is to keep the town clear of snow. And his son gets killed by these drug dealers, and then he goes on a rampaging revenge, just murdering people. Really? It's bizarre. I, I know, <laughs> I know. But like, he, like he's he's in his seventies. <laughs> okay, so so it's it's bizarre that he's this action hero. But it, it was it was fun. I really liked it. Uh, it was just very. Where, where did you see it? Is it? Is it? It's streaming? that's on Amazon Prime. I think. I think. Everything I watched so far is probably going to be on Amazon Prime because that's really what we concentrated on for the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, we we also so this is a movie Jen and I watched. Jen and I also watched a movie called The Vanishing, where um, it's a trio of Scottish lighthouse keepers who find a chest of gold and then the original owners show up to try to claim it these are like swedish guys who are who are on a boat and they they try to they they don't believe when they say that they didn't find the the boat or the the gold and then so they come on the island and then murder happens like the whole thing is just wackadoodle but it was really good uh that one i think starred gerard butler as the uh the, the main known character um 
I also watched <laughs> a very B grade Ule what? Very glamorous lighthouse keeper Gerard Butler. <laughs> Well, no, no, it's like it, like it takes place in like the maybe the early 20th century or late 19th century. Um, so it's it's like these three guys who are basically on this island for three weeks um, as uh, looking after this lighthouse, making sure that all the sailors are safe. And it's kind of about like the monotony of their life. And and one of them is like this really old guy. One of them is Liam is uh, Gerard Butler. And the other guy is like this new kid who's kind of like up and coming. He's learning how to become a lighthouse keeper. So this That's is like cool. his first tour on the island. The three of their interactions. And then all of a sudden, what happens sorry, when you sorry. find this? There are up and coming lighthouse keepers. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a guy learning his trade. <laughs> This is a super glamorous job. This trade is just amazing. But you need your apprentice. You need the old grizzled master, obviously. Come on. Right, right. So it's, it's so it's the three of them <laughs> on an island for three weeks and their interactions together. So it's 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 partially like a, a slow burn, um, not, not psychological thriller, but more like a a, um, a drama about the the three these three guys trying to trying to live on this island together on in this tiny lighthouse. And then you add into that the 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 um not threat but the possible reward of this massive chest of gold that just washes up on their shore uh, after this massive storm and then realizing oh this is probably you know pirate gold and then the pirates come looking for it so it's it's probably not it's probably not uh 19th century it's probably early 20th century because they have like a steamboat that comes in and tries to recover anyway it's very good i really liked it um it it turns into like a bit of a psychological thriller type of thing the next movie i want to talk about is called far cry and it's literally based on the far cry video game the the first iteration of it oh my god it's it's yeah ule bowl is the director and it's exactly what you would expect from a ule bowl movie uh just rampant violence uh the plot line doesn't really make sense the characters are really weird but I liked the Canadian actress who plays the uh, the the journalist, who is one of like the main protagonists in the in the the movie. Um, and I, I don't remember her name, but but she all I know is she's Canadian. I've seen her in a couple of other things. She's good. But yeah, that was a terrible, terrible movie, but super fun if you want like a cheesy action flick. And I I, I love the Far Cry video games, so there was a lot of nostalgia factor watching the show as well. It was it was bizarre. <laughs> Uh, then I watched a um, another movie called Stormbreaker. Um, this is actually uh, in the, the North American title is Alex Ryder slash Stormbreaker, uh, where it's this kid whose uncle uh, turns out to be a secret agent for MI6 or MI5, one, one of the MIs, um, and uh, his uncle's murdered while on um, on a mission, and he, uh, the the agency comes to the kid and asks them to go undercover for them a, as a teenager. I mean, he's like a fourteen year old kid, right? So it's it's based off a series of books. Um, the actor who plays them obviously isn't fourteen. I think he's like maybe even nineteen or twenty. So he looks much older, like he's like a, an older teenager, but he's supposed to be fourteen. He's acting as if he were supposed to be fourteen. And it turns out that this uncle has actually been training this kid uh, for his entire life in order to become a secret agent so he yeah he's able to you know do all of this secret agent stuff so that was pretty interesting um that's a bit of a departure from the books by the way uh apparently stormbreaker is is based off of uh the first book yeah but what i mean is in the books alex was never trained oh i see his uncle alex had 
no clue. It's just, it turns out in the books that he actually has quite a natural gift for this life. Hmm. Okay, well, that makes yeah, sense. Um, for the movie because that would have been really annoying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's always annoying to see these like, characters who are just naturally gifted at, and pick up these things that require a lot of skill, actually. Yeah. Just like, it's like, right. Well, it's, it's funny. The reason I even watched this this movie in the first place was because we ended up watching the new Alex Ryder TV show, the the series that Amazon Prime dropped. Um, I think maybe two or three weeks ago. So it was like prominently displayed in that that the bar across the top on the Amazon Prime app and, and website, uh, going, "Oh, Alex Ryder, this new show." So Jen and I was like, "Okay, fine, let's just watch it." And it was really cool. We liked it, and then we found out about the movie. So then we watched the movie afterwards. So the t- the next show I wanted to talk about is the Alex Ryder TV show, where once again, it's the exact same premise where this kid has an uncle. The uncle is just like a boring banker. Uncle dies while on, uh, it's, it's like a, it's supposed to be like a freak uh, road accident, but he discovers that it's something much more than that. Finds out his uncle was a, um, a secret agent for MI5, 6, whatever, and then goes undercover to this... Um, it's a, a secret school in like Switzerland or something where they're, I, I won't tell you the, the, the plot line or the, the little twist that happens, but um, so these kids are being sent to the school. They're all kids of prominent um, businessmen or, or people from around the world. And then when they come back, um, the accidents keep happening to their parents. So anyway, he goes undercover to try to figure out what's happening there. Uh, very good show. I really like that. And in the whole line of kids being spies and secret agents and, and psycho killers, I watched the second season of Hannah, where it's almost the same premise where this girl was taken at a young age, trained to be a uh, cold-blooded murderer, and then she runs away and then tries to survive on her own with the help of one of the ladies who ran the program. Anyway, uh, awesome show. Um, ends on a cliffhanger. I, I really like the second season of Hannah. I really like the movie. The movie was good too. Yeah, the movie was very good. And then so they they made the the TV show based off of that original movie, or maybe the book for the movie was based off of. Uh, but the, the the TV show just gives you a lot more time to develop the characters, which is kind of cool. So that's it for visual stuff. Uh, for role playing games, still doing my three separate um, Star Wars games. Uh, we haven't had a chance to do the Age of Rebellion one uh, since our, our last recording. Uh, but I've done the other two. And uh, just yesterday, I had a chance to run, once again, my uh, The Force Is Not Always With You crew through the Heroes Unlimited game. And Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, we're playing together, but we're just not playing Star Wars at the moment just because that's uh, because it's it's difficult to record it when, when we're in this kind of setting. Uh, a game like, like Star Wars where we're recording it specifically for um, publication. Not not just for fun. Uh, so, oh, it's 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 great. I I I'm looking forward to the time that we can all actually get together, sit down, and actually play the game again. Um, although it's been so long that we may have a difficult time um, catching up to where we left off and and making it kind of uh, coherent and cohesive. Well, we may have to just uh, put an end to the, the previous chapter and start over again. Well, the last two episodes that you released anyway were them shopping and <laughs> prepping for something. So I think it's a good it's a good breaking point anyway. Like nothing was really happening. Though I think actually the very last episode I listened to, which is I think the last one you posted, was they were they were on the ship and they had to Oh, now I have to I don't know, I've forgotten. They, some some action was occurring and there was some peril, but but last the, the one I remember most prominently in the recent 
episodes was shopping. Okay. So, you know, so you may want to start a new campaign anyway. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's quite possible. Of, of all of the these podcasts, sorry guys, that one is my favorite. It's really, it really amuses me to listen to them go through this. So, I just apparently I, I don't enjoy... record my games that I, that I run, so maybe, yeah, maybe. there's some... Well, I... I... You can't? No, because a couple of people don't want their, uh, like, you have to make sure that they have their... Uh, oh, everybody consents? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And a couple are like, uh, no, I'd just rather not. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I don't well, you guys can well, it, it adds a lot of extra uh, pressure on you to, first of all, not waste time, um, because that, that, that leads really? to a lot of editing. Yes, it does. Are you sure? There's a lot of time. Oh, okay. Well, no, no. In-game time wasting is different than out-of-game oh, time wasting. Like, yeah, like there, like you have to limit the kind of uh, conversations that you have around the table. Um, right. You can't really have like you, you can't have side conversations where people are talking one thing where where you're having another conversation. Like it, it, it adds a whole extra level of of stress and strain on on the players. So well, I can understand that most people don't want to do that. Yeah. Also, Jeff, I was going to say for recording, you can't have people do side discussions anyways in this north right map, right because in Discord, no, if people have start having side it's like okay guys we're trying to have a you know direct a story and you guys are having your own side conversation it doesn't yeah. work and, and it cuts out um the, the audio that's happening mm -hmm. with the other players so it's 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 definitely something you want to do in person and then you want everyone to kind of be disciplined and uh, we're here specifically to play this game and let's not uh let's not divulge into other things so or devolve into other things anyway so, so those games are all going on um they wanted to play a superhero game. Uh, I pulled out Heroes Unlimited, which is a Palladium product, and it is a terrible, terrible game system, but a a, a really good character creation pro process, much like uh, Champions is a amazing character creation process, but the game itself is so bogged down by minutia that uh, it takes forever to run combat. Uh, it's it's similar in the Palladium games. Yeah, you should have done Marvel. Uh, like the old... Um, yeah, face rip face rip yeah face rip. Uh, i i i'm not as familiar with face rip as i was with the palladium system which oh. is why i chose heroes on that's literally the only reason i mean i have access to all the, the face rip stuff but i i just i have i've never actually run it i've only ever played as a player and only a few times so i'm not i'm not super familiar with it um that that's it for role-playing games for video games um um uh, my partner was love was wonderful enough to get me an Oculus 2 for a Christmas slash joint birthday present. And cool. that is freaking awesome. Uh, so it's my first real foray into um, virtual reality. I, I played on Paul's Oculus or his uh, his quest um, when we were all recording the last time together, which is, I think, February of this year. And um, and he he ran it through. <laughs> I just sent me a message saying, bring it with you. I'm like, I had intended, I actually bought a traveling case specifically so I could bring it with you when I come down to see you next week or in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's ridiculously fun. So the only games I have on it so far are the Darth Vader Star Wars game, which obviously that's the only game I would have for now. Um, and I'm having such a good time going through it. And uh, the lightsaber combat is fun. And um, uh, uh deflecting blaster bolts in real time is fun so i'm I'm really enjoying that uh and the only other game i played literally since our last recording oh well, okay so i did a bit of grim world and a, a lot of grim dawn because we've been doing grim dawn but cyberpunk 2077 came out and uh i've literally played nothing else since that movie came, that game came out uh i'm probably about 40 hours in at this point or maybe a little less than that 
Uh, I've spent a lot of time playing it. I mean, you know, okay, hold on. It only came out Thursday, so it can't be 40 yeah, hours. So there's no way you can do, like, yeah, if you just, it just came out. You... Uh, let me just do a quick search to get Cyberpunk 2020. I'm 47.7 hours in right now. <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing this game for 47 hours in the past uh, five days. No, three days. Got much of life. Uh, no, it came out Thursday, Thursday evening. So I started playing Thursday evening. So I played all all Thursday evening until like maybe three or four in the morning, Friday, Friday. Well, almost all day Friday, uh, a bit of Saturday because I had my uh, Heroes Unlimited game. And then um, I barely played it all today, make maybe an hour this morning. But I mean, I've, I've been playing basically until three, four in the morning every day since it came out. Uh, it's a super fun game. Um, a lot of people are complaining about graphical bugs, uh, of crashes. Um, there's some gameplay issues. Um, it's it, it really does feel like a console game that's been ported over to a um, yeah, to a PC though, game. Most of the people complaining are console players. Console players. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, so the issues that the game has for me are because I play on a keyboard and I don't use the traditional WASD as my movement keys. Everything is geared kind of around that. And some of the, the keys are hard coded. So if you want to, to, um, activate something or use something, it's hard coded to the F button. Yeah, well, I, I use the arrow keys, which is on the other side of the keyboard from that. And so, um, if I can't, if I can't remap my arrow keys as my movement keys, that's a game I won't play. And that was actually the case when the game was first released. The up and down buttons were hard-coded to use in menus, so you couldn't uh, reset them to um, to movement keys, to, to your forward and backwards movements. You could do it for somehow for the car when you're driving, but you couldn't do it for the actual um, character movement. Yeah. yeah, but uh, someone came up with um, the... the um, uh, config file where all that information is kept and said you can manually edit it to use the movement keys for that because there's there's um uh, like a line item in the the menu to reset those keys so you can manually set it to the arrow keys so that works so now i can actually play the game but i still can't re uh, uh reset my my use key to anything other than the f button so that is really making things a lot more difficult so i actually have to let go of the the mouse when i'm moving in order to use something like if i'm sneaking behind someone and i want to grab them yeah. well you you hit the use key for that and so I, I i have to let go of my mouse in order to grab someone in real time so it's it's a bit of a pain uh that's the only real complaint about ha complaint i have about the game i have a super super high quality rig with a great video card and so um i'm having no problem with the rendering uh a few glad uh graphical glitches here and there like uh during a cutscene with uh one of the characters he was smoking and his cigarette is kind of floating in air after he moves away from that action so that's just like a minor bug that i i, I wouldn't even classify like, that we see stuff like that in division two anyways right oh yeah yeah exactly like there are there are old games that are have been patched over many times where these these are the minor kind of graphical issue bugs that that are never fixed and it's not a big deal so i don't really care about that um i still give this game a nine out of ten for uh content um none of none of the missions have glitched for me that none of them are are broken like every once in a while an explosion will will send some guy flying through a wall and he'll be suspended inside the wall so i can't click on him in order to to get the loot that he is carrying not a big deal. I mean, it happened to like maybe five guys out of the thousand that I've killed so far. Not a big deal. 
it is a great game. I love it. I'm really enjoying it. And this is the first game I I paid, uh, actually pre-ordered, paid full price for in over five years. So it, there were some high expectations going into it. And for me, they've been met. That's it for me. Let's move on. Pat, you're our last Whoa, person sorry. to do okay, this. What, what, did I wake it up now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I'll, I'll, I'll join you for the Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, mm -hmm. I have it as well. It's, again, first time I've, for a long time, I bought a first person shooter game. It's also a story sort of idea. I have to admit, I do like the story. Um, I'm, I don't get where people say you can play for hours before you get any further when you first start your character because you're, you're forced along a certain way right off the bat. Unless you decide not to, to completely ignore those missions. Uh, but for the Nomad, you're in the middle of nowhere. So it's not like you can actually go anywhere to do anything else. You're like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I either go I go to the radio tower or I drive around. I do not yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a large area where you can drive around if you want. And I think there's a couple of maybe side quests that you can pick up or items that you can grab. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, there's really not much to do out there. No. Um, now, the issue I have with... Um, I've told you guys is I have an issue with games when you go to do some training missions you can't get out of them you're stuck there until you actually pull them off successfully and you can't just say hey okay I've done the training let me out it's like no you have to finish the training I'm like wait no I, I want to so I had to reload the entire game to bypass them and it was a thing where you, when you have someone from behind Devram mm -hmm. I couldn't do that in the training I kept failing when I actually had to do it in the game no problem first time snap but the training it just like it just would work, and I'm like, but I hate the games where you get stuck and you not let you get past that point or pull out of it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's training. It's not like it's a mission. It's just training. I should be able to just exit out. Uh, so, I so this game gives you the option of uh, tackling most of your missions in a variety of different ways. So sometimes you can sneak in and find like a, a back route in. Sometimes you can go in guns blazing. Sometimes you can um, uh, bypass certain portions of it altogether by blackmailing someone. So there's a lot of different aspects to it. However, what I found is the sneaking option where you're trying to be as stealthy as possible is yeah. the most uh, easiest way to succeed. Oh, it's, it's handy. Like what's funny because of the, I have right now, I just have two characters on the go. So mm -hmm. the, the first character, which was a street one, uh, cyber one, so because I had turned on her, um, you have the um, the tab ability, which is you you, you look at uh, all the, the computer stuff that you can hack, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was trying to sneak up on the guy, that screen was stuck, so I couldn't I couldn't get out. Like it just kept saying, "Oh, you know, you which which uh, which program do you want to use?" And I'm like, "No, I'm trying to sneak up on the guy to to attack him," and it, but it kept being stuck on the the hack screen. Okay. So I ended up actually, you know, shooting, which of course brought a whole bunch of other stuff down. But for the Nomad character, I wasn't doing it. No problems. Walk up behind, grab him. But it was annoying. That was like an annoying thing where it was stuck in the hack grid. And like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to sneak up on someone to take him out. Don't do this to me now. And then, yes, the, the firefight happened because shit, he saw me. Ah, fuck it. Just pulled the gun. <laughs> um,. That's the other game I've been doing. I think I've been studying because for my final exam, so I've uh, been busy doing that as well. For movies and TVs, I finally watched, uh, started watching The Expanse. Oh, so good. Amazing. Our buddy Eric is actually about to start running an Expanse role playing game for that. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Actually, I didn't realize the show. That you see the first few seasons, the first uh, basic season almost is based on the people who role played the game way back when. 
like those are their characters they made based on the, the, the you know the books and the game that's what made it into the show was their characters so the first few shows oh, the, you see that's the, actually the role-playing aspect that actually happened the whole thing started as an online role-playing game yeah so two guys who are the authors basically took their campaign and novelized it. yeah so but what's funny is like that's i didn't realize that that's the first so you know uh spoiler here I, in the first season one guy gets killed that's because the player's like, oh, I'm not, I can't play anymore, so you know, just just move on without me. So they like, okay, he gets killed. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting that they did that. I watched finally the uh, season, final season of Supernatural. Uh, season fifteen is the end of Supernatural. They finished it off. Both characters, we can talk to news rumors. Uh, both actors are moving on to other stuff. I liked the penultimate en- ending, which was good. Uh, the last show, the very end part I liked, but the other part was sort of let me down. I uh, was expecting a little bit more than what actually happened. Again, I don't want to give spoilers, but I'm pretty sure most people now have seen on YouTube and everything what how it actually ends. So the actual ending final bit uh, where they do the carry on my Wayward son song in that scene, excellent. Up until then, how it gets to there, I sort of felt a little bit let down. I haven't actually watched too much other than that because of all the other stuff going on. Uh, role playing again, I'm getting ready to run a Cyberpunk Red game, which is takes place in 2045. So there's Cyberpunk 2077, which is the role, the video game. The Cyberpunk 20, which is uh, 2020, which is the role playing game. Cyberpunk Red's a new updated version of that, but it takes place in 2045. So the stuff that people talked about in 2077 is stuff that's happening sort of now in the role playing game. Uh, our pen dragon is getting close to the end. People are finishing up their last little bit of stuff to get for, ready for the uh, the big assault on Rome and Ragnarok and all that sort of uh, ending of an entire twenty plus year game in real. Yeah, world. it's gonna be crazy when it's finally over. Yeah, real world, uh, it's insane. The, um, Blue Planet's still going on. The D game with Patrick is still going on. Uh, Deadlands, I supported another kick drive. Or the um, there's another one coming out where you're doing a cattle drive in Deadlands. So that did you just call it a kick drive? It, here, Kickstarter. Um, there's actually Dune. His uh, the Dune role playing game is actually coming out as well. Um, so an updated Dune role playing game, and, and it looks good. It's just that the basic game is 60 pounds so like 80 some odd dollars for the the book and some dice uh which of course again guess what it yes it uses specialized dice for it um but it does look pretty good it does look uh well visually i should say it looks good uh, do you know what kind of system it's based off of or what kind of uh, game it's going to be? I do don't have that handy right now. It's based on a different uh, game system, though. They've done a few other games, but nothing that I'm really familiar with playing. Not okay, so so it's not like the um, the people who do the who did the reboot of the Twilight Twilight 2000 game, no. uh, where it's based off of the same system that uh, the new Aliens game is based off of, and it's based off of the same system that another game that they run Ooh, so it might be the new alien game it might be yes okay because um I've, I've taken a look at both the alien game and the new twilight 20 uh twilight 2000 game yeah. i'm not a fan of the twilight 2000 uh, implementation using that system just because it it takes away a lot of what made twilight 2000 special which was the life path yeah. 
system where you created your character and went through a bunch of events that that kind of shaped your character in this you just pick a class and then you add a little bit of specialization and then that's it I, i'm not a fan of that because yeah. uh, the whole idea of the twilight thing is what it was about there yeah so uh, it's based on the their own tw- uh, 2d 20 system the mobius okay Oh, it's Mobius. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it's it's going to be similar to the new Star Trek game. Modifius. Modifius, yeah. So they're the ones who put out Star Trek, um, not Academy, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Adventures, the, the new Star Trek role-playing game, which is based off the same 2D20 system. Okay. See, so that's the one that's coming out. So it looks pretty good. Um, for books, uh, I'm obviously still reading Warhammer 40K books. Uh, the latest one is off of uh, the line L. Johnson. The Primarch of the uh, Dark Angels, the First Legion, the the ones that are supposed to be the ideal legion, as they say, as we all call them heretics, though, because of what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it, again, it's interesting that how long they've been able to keep pumping out books and people are still reading them. So congrats to them for money. And that is it for me, as I, as far as I can think of. I can't. Okay, so let's bring segment one to a close and move on to segment two, news and rumors. This will probably take up the rest of the show, yeah, by the way. I'll be right back. Uh, so so um, <laughs> uh, Disney released a crazy, like they had a uh, investor uh, call or something where they were talking to the people who give them money. And there they released the lineup of what they have coming for like the next four or five years. And it is wild. Ten Marvel shows. 10 uh, Star Wars shows and like a few other things scattered here and there. We're going to go through a few of them. I don't think we'll have time for everything, but we'll talk about the things that really, really interest us. Uh, let's start with Star Wars because that's all I really care about. There are... There are too many of these like the same i'm i'm universe. worried yes i am worried that they're putting out 10 star wars shows uh some of them are going to be live action some of them are going to be um animated so so they'll be because of the different kind of mediums um they'll be able to tell different types of stories uh i am i am worried though i'm, I'm at least a little bit worried about uh, a glut of of stuff and will they be able to keep up the same kind of level and um writing and production value that they have in mandalorian with all these other shows yeah that's that's so, a worry right oh it's, it's, it's pretty good it's but very, there's uh, been a lot ambitious extremely ambitious but... hold on it's not pretty good it's the best star wars to come after the original trilogy with the exception of rogue one, um, rogue one. And, yes, and rogue one had had serious uh, structural issues not not, not structural serious uh, character issues um mandalorian is perfect Tell us how you really feel, Dev. I don't know. Uh, it's, I'm not it's, really it's, 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 it's come, it's become, it's become number two <laughs> in my list of uh, everything Star Wars. So every, uh, Star Wars number one is always Empire Strikes Back. It's the best movie ever made. Um, after that comes now the Mandalorian seasons one and two, and then Rogue One, and then the original Star Wars. Yeah. So did you see the trailer for Bad Batch yeah. then? I did watch the trailer for Bad Batch. I don't usually watch trailers, but these are teasers more than anything. Yeah. So uh, it's an animated series that's coming um, as part of this new launch. Uh, it's It looks like it's basically a continuation of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be uh, talking about... The f- 3D live action, not live action, but 3D anime kind of style? Uh, yeah, so if, if, you, if you saw the Clone Wars animated show, it's going to be exact same style. Yeah. Same characters, same look. It's it's literally, if you like the Clone Wars show, it's it's going to be identical to that, except um, a little darker, 
uh, dealing with clones who have rejected, I think, the Order 66 and are kind of dealing with the aftermath of that. Yeah, it's hard to tell, but it does look like they're broken off. I, I think so. I think they're going to be um, uh, fighting against this new upcoming empire. So that's that's the, the first uh, show that we can talk about. There's another, I think, animated show coming called Rangers of the New Republic. Although, no, sorry, that's live action. Um, so uh, we don't know anything more about that, uh, but it's it's going to be dealing um, with sector rangers who are like a police force, intergalactic police force that's established by the Galactic Republic. It existed in the old Republic. It disappeared under the Empire, and now they're kind of bringing it back. So it's probably going to be like a um, maybe a procedural um, cop show, except it happens to be set in um, Star the Star Wars universe. They're also doing the and um, Andor or and en- yeah, it's Andor based on Cassian and Andor from the uh, the Rogue One movie. Yeah. Yes, and it's the same actor again. So, yep, yep. Diego Luna's coming back for that, um, and they're going to be bringing in um, Alan Tudyk as his uh, his droid. <laughs> what? Yep. And even Marvel's got a whole bunch. I mean, Marvel's announced they're like now Falcon. And- hold on, hold on. We haven't moved on to Marvel yet. We're still talking about Star Wars because there's more shows <laughs> to talk about. So there's the Andor show. There's there's an there's an Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen coming back to do a Obi Wan Kenobi show, oh, which, which <laughs> it's it's going to be kind of in the time between the second and third uh, movies in the in the prequel trilogy. No, it's not. It's a, it's after episode three. Oh, if it's after episode hey, three, Chris, hey, Christensen's dead. Christensen is playing Darth Vader. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, okay, well, that's that. All of a sudden, it became more interesting because, like, but I but they really take... hold on, hold on. They should have no interaction at all because Obi Wan goes into hiding, runs away to Tatooine, and is, you don't hear from him again for another years later. thirty years. Yeah, yeah there, there there is room for them to have had encounters together, and Darth yeah, Vader we don't know exactly when Obi Wan settles on Tatooine for good. We don't know that. Well, actually, we do, but let's not talk about that because that, that's all been revisionistly uh, removed. Yeah, everything in, in the past is the past, right? So everything is fair game. And no one you ever know, said that you leave Tatooine periodically. No, you could have. That, that, that's, not, that's not how exile and hiding works, man. You can't leave Tatooine. <laughs> well, apparently everybody is, is totally able to go anywhere in this in the universe, even though they're being hunted by... In, by like intergalactic bounty hunters so yeah. you know obviously it's completely possible to go into hiding and still roam around and like help Remember, other as long you as know. you leave a map for yourself when you go in hiding sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm going into hiding but somehow i'm going to put it on the droid of where i'm actually going to to go into hiding Wait, what? well you want to make sure that they everybody can find you i mean honestly what kind of hiding and exile is this Anyway, so we'll see how that one turns out. Um, uh, there's a, a new Ahsoka spinoff coming off of the uh, Rosario Dawson mm-hmm. Ahsoka character in the Mandalorian second season. Sorry, that may be a spoiler to you, Pat, since you haven't seen any of the Mandalorian second season. It's been yeah. uh, pretty well publicized. Well, I know. Every, everyone knows about it. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Was a, it was a big talk about it before, so yeah. Uh, and then there's also going to be a Lando Calrissian spinoff show where... Um, uh, Donald Glover. Oh, it's of course it's Donald Glover. Donald Glover coming back as Lando Calrissian. I really, really liked 
his portrayal of Lando Calrissian oh, in uh, the Han Solo movie. Have they actually? Is it, it going to be him setting up Cloud City, or is it before? Uh, I don't think there's any detail about what's happening. Um, oh. They. Uh, oh, sorry. I no also, mention. No I mention. I also don't think they've said who's going to be in it. You're right. They haven't said that. They don't know if Donald Glover is coming for it. I was going to say because he was the one thing I liked about Solo. Yeah, oh, oh, I, I liked so much about Solo. Solo was a great movie. Oh, so bad. <laughs> so bad. Thank you. So Thank you. Okay, let's let's oh, not get into the Solo argument again. <laughs> How many episodes have we argued about Solo? Uh, let's just move episode, on, please. Every episode since it came out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they don't know who's going to be playing him. There's no there's no information about it. Which is weird. Well, I guess because it's just talked about right now, so that probably won't be yeah. coming out for at least a couple of years. Yeah, that's that's further on down the line, I think. And then the last show I want to talk about, and again, we know nothing about it, is called Star Wars: The Acolyte, and uh, it would be a female character, uh, High Republic era, and um, obviously something to do with the Force. That's all we know. Now, again, if they okay. put, if they put these out again, where it's planned endings and so much time, that might be, be okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, well, even like, unfortunately, with the uh, Mandalorian, there's in in Star Wars, there's a whole bunch of background stuff going on that's causing a little bit of uh, stir in rumor mongering stuff, a rumor mill, right? With Kathleen Kennedy and a bunch of other stuff going on that's causing some uh, Twitter feed, let's just say. Oh, uh, there's actually one more thing I want to talk about um, in Star Wars universe before I move on. Actually, there's two things. Uh, the Mandalorian season three is set to be uh, released uh, Christmas time of next year, so we're gonna have to wait a full year before we get to see that. Uh, also, uh, Patty Jenkins, who directed um, something recently, I don't uh, remember Woman, what. Perhaps? Woman. Oh yeah, Wonder Wonder Woman. Yes, yeah. So Wonder <laughs> Woman director Patty Jenkins is. Is coming on with Rogue Squadron, a show based off of the Rogue Squadron books, I believe, um, that were put out kind of in the um, the extended universe yeah. that is now kind of defunct. Although they've been drawing a lot from that into the Mandalorian uh, show, which is awesome. Okay. I was going to say, that's pretty funny. So like, they come in like, okay, all the extended universe, that's all gone. Boom. But we liked some parts of the extended universe, so we're just going to pull it into exactly. into canon again. No, I, I think that's an excellent way to do it. It is. It is way. That was the plan. Well, no, mm-hmm. that was the whole plan. There was right? a lot of stuff that was crap in the extended universe. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this way here, yeah, you're right. It's a way to like, okay, we're starting from a fresh, fresh, but we will use some of the stuff that made sense. Yeah, we're just going to cherry pick things that were awesome in the extended universe and bring it into canon again. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. They can recraft the canon too around that, right? Yeah. And they're not stuck with where the canon was from from hey. the books, which are expensive. I was going to say, right? anyone who's a comic book fan should understand retconning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. Um, so the reason they they've got Patty Jenkins doing this, other than the fact that she's a great um, uh, director, uh, apparently her father was a fighter pilot, yeah. and uh, and she grew up kind of on bases watching him go off to do his thing. He died in action, and so she wanted to kind of bring um, a, a story that that dealt with the the people behind the cockpit or in the cockpit. And I think that's that's what they're going to be doing with this Rogue One show. I'm really looking for, or not Rogue One, sorry. Um, I, there's nothing Rogue going Squadron. on about that one, but I guess the Rogue Squadron thing with when I saw the t- teaser she did, mm-hmm. where she's talking about her dad and stuff. And I thought, yeah, was, I got a little that, misty. Exactly. I think that <laughs> was a great teaser for it. Cause it was like, yeah, 
she's talking about how her dad was, you know, he was a jet fighter pilot and all this, and she grew up on that. She saw the people behind the things and what happened when people come back. And then she walks out and she's putting on the uh, the flight suit, and it's an X-Wing. Yep. You know, oh, oh my God, I'm getting goosebumps right now. And she's walking towards the next wing. It yeah. was a brilliant teaser. I'm like, that is how it should be done. Like, yep. Uh, Gives away no information, no information about the show because obviously they don't have any anything filmed yet. It's still in production. Well, or it's still in planning. Going, oh my god. That looks, you know, it's like, yeah, this her background story and what she does. Like, that yeah. was perfect. A perfect marketing teaser. Yep. Loved it. Okay, let's move on to the Marvel stuff. Like, holy shit. Okay, so there is the... Uh, an animated series as well called What If Now. What used to be again, it used to be a comic. Oh, they they knew we knew that was going to be coming. That was one of the things they announced. Oh, way yes, back but now there's a, there's actually uh, trailers now we out actually for see it. it. Yeah, there's actually trailers out for it. Yeah. And, I, and it looks pretty good. Uh, yep. for an animated one. Uh, Falcon and the uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier has a trailer. Has a trailer and obviously and uh Black Widow unfortunately get pushed back again, but they have a release date of well, another I'm sure this is almost like New Mutants because her release date is pushed back. But yeah, but the the reasons why hers are getting pushed back are, are oh, very yeah. obvious in a no, part of the time. No so May unfortunately got pushed back to May for her. But yeah, and uh, what else? Well, Wandavision, Vision. We've already seen trailers, but it was nice to see the trailer yeah. for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, there's also a trailer for Loki. Loki, and yes, like sorry, Loki. I forgot, and that looks pretty. That looks like again, it's multi-dimensional sort of idea or time, a time sort of multi-dimensional thing going on there. Yeah, well, it it definitely is time travel. Now, like, it's I'm not a... sure sure how many people will get the idea that uh, the the plane thing at the very end is Evie Sweeney. Uh, no, not it's um. D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper, Edie. sir. D.B. Cooper, Edie. yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is a but, uh, it's yeah. been all over. It's been all over the map. So, um, it looks good. It looks interesting. Like I said, it's hard to tell what the actual story is, which I like because it just gives you an idea that it's some sort of multi-dimensional time travel idea going on, mm-hmm. which works with the Bifrost and what Loki's powers are. So I have no problem. With it. And, and and he has and the people in charge of him have uh, no concern that he's a god. No, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so. Well, the thing to re- the thing to remember is. Uh, this isn't exactly the Loki that we know, because for this Loki, um, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, this is the Loki. Never, from never Avengers. happened. Oh, it does. This is after Avengers. Is after the first Avengers. That's what it's happened. After the first Avengers. Yeah. So you. you well, this is it's this after is, Endgame, where he, uh, where. Yeah, he this is the Loki from Endgame, where he you know hold of the Tesseract timey-wimey, wibble-wobble stuff, so. No, it's the event, it's the, uh, it's actually Loki from Avengers. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's more correct to say he's the Loki from after Endgame. Yeah, so. It's, it's the, it's the Loki from after Avengers who never got taken away. Yes, which all happened in Endgame, so. Yeah. Um, so. I was gonna say, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff as well from um, uh, Warner Brothers. They did the whole announcement too, right? 
Well, yeah, but we're we're still talking well, about yeah, we're, we're still talking yeah. Marvel because yeah. well, there's the 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 probably the biggest announcement that uh, came out on the Marvel side that hasn't been touched on. They're doing a Fantastic Four movie. Yes. Again. Yeah. This time, Marvel. Uh, there is a direct there is a director attached. Oh, there is, and that's all we know. Oh, do we know the director though, or? Yeah, he worked on one of the Spider-Man films. I uh, can't think yeah. of the name at the moment. Well, yeah, he did both of the Spider-Man. Uh, the, the ones uh, with the Garfield? Yeah. Yeah, John Watts. That's the name. John Watts. Uh, also in Marvel, uh, my apologies, this was brought up before because I spaced a little bit. Uh, they won't be recasting Chadwick Boseman. No, that hasn't come out yeah. yet. That was one. I'm actually happy with that. Um yeah. Well, sorry, um, they're not recasting T'Challa. That's right. They'll yeah. Be a, and that, the new Black Panther, they're still not sure who it's going to be. It looks like Shuri's going to be the, one of the main characters. Is, is gonna be, well, she's one of the main, they're the one that should be the Black Panther, which would be interesting if they made her the Black Panther. Well, the character has been the Black Panther in the comics. Yes. So there is precedent. Uh, the, th- the thing is, is that while while I understand not wanting to move on from what Bozeman did very quickly, I kind of think, I, I don't know what they're going to do with T'Challa. Killing off T'Challa, I think, would be a mistake. Yeah, that's just it. It's like, how do they handle the switchover, right? Does he just say, they say he becomes the king and he's too busy doing that and someone else has to take over the mantle? In the past, the king has always been the Black Panther. Yeah, so that's just it. It's been, been the Black Panther. And also, it's because he takes the serum. Sorry, not the serum. He drinks the magical juice. Well, the, the heart-shaped yeah. flower, yeah. yeah. The heart, yeah. Uh, Herb, actually, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, they have that. So, and also, like, well, how, no, we don't know when, we have no idea when it's going to be, the time frame is going to be either, right? They could place it a few years in the future, easy enough. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but some of the things that I really enjoyed from this massive dump of information, um, Tatiana Maslany is actually playing She-Hulk. Oh, good, good. So, yeah, um, it was finally revealed. Yeah, that, there hasn't been anything on record, but it looks very much like the theory that she was under an NDA and required to deny until Marvel uh, announced it was mm-hmm. the correct call. Yeah, um, and it's been confirmed that Mark Ruffalo will be appearing as Bruce Banner, and, and Tim um, Roth. Tim Roth is, is going to show up as the Abomination. Oh, interesting. Nice. Oh, oh, you just know Edward Norton's going what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. So. Um, you get Tim other, Roth back, yeah. but you don't get me back. <laughs> I think yeah, well, that, I like that, Edward Norton. That ship sailed a long time ago. Oh, I, know. I like Edward Norton. Yeah, has no, that I just say it because Ed Norton, like he was like, wait, you're getting Tim Roth as an abomination, but, 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 but. Yeah. Um, what I'm really interested in is the bunch of new stuff that they've brought up. Um, an Ironheart. Series, yeah. I have so about, little interest in Iron about Riri Williams, with with a star attached already. Uh, an Armor Wars series featuring Don Cheadle's War Machine. War Machine, yeah. 
you know, that's something. Secret Invasion with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> now, is it going to be a Samuel L. Jackson or is it going to be as a scroll playing Samuel L. Jackson? No, actually, like, um, it has been said that this will be Nick Fury, and he's teaming up with the uh, main scroll from Captain Marvel. So I was going to say, because it ties in then with the uh, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. And naturally, um, part of the fun for me is that they talked about, you know, the uh, bits of Canadiana in Marvel coming up. Uh, Simu Liu's Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings has rock production. Uh, they had a sizzle reel introducing the young lady who's going to be playing Kamala Khan, yeah. a.k.a. Miss Marvel. Um, who will be showing up apparently in Captain Marvel 2, whenever that happens. Yeah, uh, Aman Valani um, is that that young lady. Um, and of course, Maslani has uh, Jennifer Walters. So, you know, all kinds of fun stuff there. And that. I'm also looking forward to the What If uh, animated show. I was gonna say for the uh, for Spider Man, it's like Spider Man three. Like I put on our Facebook post, the fact now, like I I, I like Charlie Cox as Daredevil going into Spider Man. I have no problem with that. It's just I'm getting to feel that they're having way too much being put into the Spider Man three movie because you you're talking they're talking Doctor Strange, they're talking um, Tobey Maguire's Star uh, Spider Man, um, a whole bunch of other people in there. I'm like. Yeah, but we we have no idea how substantial any of those roles are going to be. No, true. Even even Doctor Strange. Yeah, but you know? I, I, everyone is saying that they're they're setting up the multiverse for in with Doctor Strange and that, and the fact that they have Tobey Maguire well, come back as well. Obviously, seeing as how Doctor Strange's next movie is specifically about the multiverse, mm-hmm. I mean that only makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, what? Like, yeah. I'm happy to see Charlie Cox come back as Daredevil because he was excellent in that in this Netflix series. Yeah. I I don't know. I think what really made him was uh, uh, Kingpin. I mean, Kingpin, the guy who played Kingpin was. Oh yes. Blank on his name right at the moment, but he's what. I mean, the the first and the third seasons were definitely the best of Daredevil. Uh, the well, the second season Kingpin. was good with the Punisher stuff. The stuff with yeah. Electra was, I mean, as we keep saying, Dev didn't realize she was forgot she was in there because that parts were just like, wait, what? Oh yeah, Electra, yeah, whatever. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, he oh, that's he the king. He did a great job, and yeah, he, he's an amazing king. Yeah, he was great. Um, but like I said, that's Joy Cox. I still thought did a good job as Daredevil, right? As the, <clears> the you know being battled sort of on the. I'm a uh, lawyer, but I'm also a vigilante sort of idea. All of Netflix's casting was actually quite excellent, with the possible exception of uh, of Fit. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, who actually came back in the in the second season and actually was pretty good. I so put that down sure. more to the fact that it was uncertain how they wanted to use him, hmm. right? Because a lot of me, a lot of it comes down to yeah. writing yeah. and directing. Yeah. If, if you don't, the other. The other thing with uh, Finn Jones is that they rush things into production. Mm-hmm. You know, they cast a guy. I'm fairly, you know, they must they must have known that he 
wasn't a martial arts expert, but they rushed it into production without giving him the time to train up enough to at least be able to fake it properly. Yeah, I mean, like you look at uh, what's that one coming? Nobody uh, with the uh, Dwayne, the guy from Bob, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yes, thank you, Dwayne. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, not Dwayne. I know, I know, I <laughs> Dwayne. When you answered, but he trained. He's saying he trained for two years to be ready for that part, right? So it's like if you have an actor you need who's not a martial artist, yeah, you do need to give him time, and it showed unfortunately for Iron. Like that's what I'm saying for Iron Fist. I don't blame the actor for it's more the fact that it was production, writing, and directing where it was like, okay, go do a part, uh, but I don't have the training, and it's going to show, right? Um, so th- th- like I said, for me, when they people say, oh, the actor is horrible, like Hayden Christensen in the prequels. I don't really blame him for that. That's more. I blame him for that. No, he was not. Writing. He's not a good no, actor. Shitty no, no, no. Shitty directing. Shitty directing like, and shitty writing. The thing. The thing is, is that you can't. You can't judge an actor on the basis of one role. Mm. I mean, like. No, but you know, especially especially not in Star Wars, which unfortunately has a history of having bad scripts. Well, that's insane. We, we have, <sighs> you look at uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie with Jeremy Irons. Horrible movie, but everyone remembers Jeremy Irons because he went, this is a shit script, a shit movie. I'm going to dial it up to 11. Fuck you. I'm taking it to 89. Boom, baby. Let's see some overacting. Here we go. I am I know it's a shit script. I know it's a shit movie, but I don't care. Watch me dance. And and in that case, it works because he, he looked at it and he knows whereas Christensen was still, he's still younger, right? He's still going off and let's face it, Lucas is a shitty Sorry, Lucas with unlimited money and power is a shitty director. Yeah. Lucas under strict supervision and limited is a good director. Yeah, but anyway, um, just getting back to the Marvel stuff since we've... Sorry. Another thing that I'm really quite excited about, uh, the third Ant-Man film has a title, Quantumania. And uh, the cast has been announced. All four of the uh, principals, so Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyne, you know, uh, Hope Van Dyne, Douglas, everyone. Yeah. They're all back. And so um, that is a franchise that I really, really like. I mean, like, uh, you know, Scott Lang is hilarious and well, uh, Paul Rudd like they, they did a yeah, like, Paul, Paul Rudd Paul, got that that perfect thing for the uh, yeah yeah and so um, and another bit of Canadiana there because Evangeline Lilly who plays Hope is Canadian so um, so yeah so looking forward to that very much so um, you know and we'll see. We'll see how things go. Um, another another comic book property uh, Disney's actually going to be putting out on Hulu. It looks like the long introduction hell version of uh, Why the Last Man uh, might actually be happening now. So that's kind of neat. I'm not terribly interested to be honest but hey, i'm still hoping for that spawn redo remake 
Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure that McFarlane wants to do uh, something there. Should we move on to uh, the other product, the other major DC issue now? Or DC? What's DC putting out? They they came out with their whole. Oh, you don't you haven't heard this? Warner Brothers. I have not. Warner Brothers went. Um, it got overshadowed by the Marvel Disney stuff, but Warner Brothers went. Everything we have is going to come out on streaming the same day as theater release. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, and well, that yeah, that, that will do. That is. Uh, I thought I thought you were talking about an actual um show or something that they were well, talking they, they about had, because they, I know Warner Brothers is talking about a new Aliens. Um, no, no, that's uh, that's, no, that's Disney. Oh, is it Disney as well? Yeah, I mean, Disney owns one everything. of the miscellaneous from the uh, the the new announcements. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, FX was part of the Fox Empire, and Disney now owns FX. Gotcha. So um, an alien TV show will apparently be on, on FX on Hulu. Yeah, based on the Dark Horse comics. Uh, I haven't heard that confirmed. I've heard a number of people saying they hope it'll be based on the Dark Horse comics, but um, I haven't seen that confirmed yet. Same here, but that's well, that's a rumor. Sorry, sorry, you're right. It's not news, it's rumor, <laughs> hopeful rumor. Uh, because those were actually really good comics. The the ones were you know, the, the aliens came to Earth with uh, Ripley and Hicks. Uh, sorry, not with Hicks and Hope. Uh, Newt, sorry, Newt, Newt, yeah, one of my buddies here. Newt and Hicks was really good. I like that series, and they also had a good Predator one as well. So, I don't mind getting a reboot for that. Uh, but there's another trailer for another final trailer for Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, I think they have finally have a release date for that, don't they? Yeah, Christmas, Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, now in Canada, <laughs> you're not going to be able to watch it streaming. You're gonna nope. Well, we'll if see. There, yeah, if there are theaters open. If there's theaters open, yes. But unfortunately, yeah. we, we in Canada aren't getting the same deal as the U.S. Well, no, because HBO Max is not a thing here. Yes, which everyone's going, we really yeah. hope it's on HBO with Crave, because, you know. At least it's somewhere. But, but it's that, somewhere. it's been confirmed that that's not happening. No, we know. Which is like, but, but, I mean, well, okay, we're not that big of a country, but still. Think of us. Also, I'll, I'll probably still watch it Christmas Day. Um. I, I'm, oh, I didn't see anything about theaters. Yeah, remember, remember that. <laughs> uh, Asia, Asia, you haven't talked for a while. Is there anything you're looking forward to, either Marvel or DC wise? Is she um, paying attention? <laughs> I know. I just muted muted myself for you guys. Um, I I had heard about that Warner Brothers thing, which also makes me a little concerned. Um, but I think what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984. Whenever it comes, so much. Uh, I I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. But who knows? I will watch it Christmas morning. Is it? Is it being released? It's being released in theaters and HBO Max. So just go with what your brother said. Just go with what your brother said. Don't We'll 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 watch it Christmas. More than what your brother says. Don't just. (laughs) I I mean, you know, I don't want to mention anything, but but how do you think we watch tennis? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or Mandalorian. Or, yeah, we, yeah. we have our own ways of doing I really these wish things. we'd get more people sending us free stuff like they did for the um the Mark, that Mark Stone movie. 
Yeah, Mark. Oh, that was, that was great. Special access thing, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It was like, because we liked the movie, and we did a good review of it. We did. I remember. It was pretty cool. But um, let's see. other than that, what am I looking forward to? Uh, another Obviously episode of WandaVision. Uh, no. I don't know. I'm not really, not really a fan. I don't like, no. I mean, maybe, maybe I would like it if, but I, you know, I never liked her. I don't like Vision. I don't like any of that. I don't like any of it. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of any of them really, but. Um, I don't blame you. I'm not, I have no interest in most of the TV shows that Marvel's putting out. Yeah. Like I, you know, I watched um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I lost interest and then uh, oh, yeah, that... I'm, and I'm, I don't know I'm not really that interested in any of these things I never I wasn't really avidly watching the movies yeah. I watched Endgame because you know you had to basically <laughs> but uh, but I don't like most of those characters either like I really have no interest in in Captain Marvel or, or no, actually I know I like Captain Marvel but uh, and Captain America Captain Captain Marvel I like Captain oh, America I don't like the movie was not great. Well, but, I tend uh, I tend to disagree. I like Captain Marvel. I, I I mean I I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the 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 character and the actor. I like her, even though she gets a lot of shit. Um yeah. Ellen, I'm looking forward to the new what is it, the female Thor? It's gonna be Natalie yeah. Portman, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. <clears throat> Isn't it Love and Thunder? Love and Thunder. Oh, okay. It's Love and Thunder. And right for Thor. Well, Love and Hammer Hammer doesn't work for Love and Hammer. Right. Doesn't work for Thor. Love and Hammer. Anyways, um, it would be awesome. Reminded me of something though. Uh, as I was, as I was kind of hoping, because Blindspot ended this past year, Jamie Alexander is returning in the role of Sif. Nice. Mm. So I'm happy about that. And, uh, it would be uh, awesome if they had Lady Thor and Lady Loki and together in the same sh- in the same movie. Lady no, no, La- oh. Lady Loki also turns female at one point. Oh, Thor turns oh, female at um, one point. To be specific, he takes over Seth's body. Yeah. Um, right, hey, do you, in that case, do you want the Frog Thor? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know about Frog Thor, but I'd love to see. Um, oh, what the hell's his name? Beta Ray uh, yeah, Beta, yeah, Beta Ray Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, but there's also a rumor that uh, Alexander may pop up as Sif on Loki. Oh, cool! Cool. So that's, is that that's a new Loki movie, uh, right? Has anyone heard? Well, it's a series. Movie? Yeah, it's a series. It's a series with um, Tom Hiddleston. With Tom Hiddleston, yeah. Yeah. Has anyone heard anything more for Guardians of the Galaxy three? Yes, they're starting um, production at the yeah. end of the year. And the fun thing is, as a side project, during filming, they're also going to be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Oh, awesome. oh Jesus That's cool. Christ. That's so, so it's written and directed by James Gunn. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the, plan, the plan is to have it out um, for the next practical Christmas season, which will probably be Christmas 2021. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, one thing... One thing we didn't talk about, um, there's uh, DC's putting out a new uh, Green Lantern show, right? Yes. Uh, but I was um, going to say, Beta Ray Bill would be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. No way. 
You saw his face so, in in uh, Thor three when he went to that world. Thor, Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Yeah. He was one of the champions. He was one of the champions. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. You, you only saw well, his face uh, on just a sta- is a, uh, a statue. Yeah. A statue. Well, sorry, yeah, built into the. Uh, so, as an aside, because I didn't hear it when you guys were talking about Marvel, and I thought that it was in the works. Wasn't there supposed to be a new Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, it's yes. uh, it's, all, it's ready for release, I think. Next summer sometime, I believe. Is that, is that it? Okay, that's good. Maggie's very excited that Doctor Strange is her favorite, so I'm definitely watching that one, apparently. Interesting. But I agree with you, uh, Aisha, for saying the fact that the fact that um, Warner Brothers is going straight to streaming as well as theatrical yeah. release is going to hurt the theaters. But again, it sort of it has. Well, I was going to. That was going to be my. There's been for, not death well, for a while. You know what I heard is that uh, the reason they're targeting the theaters is for the Asian market. Yes. And the North American market, they may not even release it in. I mean, I don't know if this is really true, but they well, may they not drew, release it at all. They drew both just to say they have to because they're. Yeah. There's a, a you know. Not everybody has a. You know, you're, you are limiting your potential contract to negotiate. Like this is where I was bringing up the fact that legendary and all those stuff they want a theater mm-hmm. release for the recouping the money and stuff. So it's, it's yeah. a, a lot of contract stuff as well. But the uh, it's just also is the theaters reach the medium? Are are they a dead medium now? Well, that's the thing is that abroad, like outside of of North America, they're they're still kicking and they're thriving. People really like going to the movies. Mm-hmm. There's also been uh, some some idea that people may may want to go back to the movies, right? Because after sitting at home for a long time and paying for streaming for for the stuff that Warner Brothers is going to put out in a streaming service, I think may may hit some people because you know I, there was actually a streaming service that I belong to. Um, that uh, that that you know claimed it was a full streaming service, and then they made it was a, it's like a it's like an indie lesbian one, and they made some movies, so they they funded some people to make movies, and then they charged for those movies on their platform, the yes. only place they released it. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm now canceling my subscription to your Mulan, like. I mean, I support anybody. Yeah, like it's just why would I pay for? I mean, I find it really egregious. That I'm already paying you monthly. I'm not going to pay extra for your ridiculous movie. Well, I don't care. I wouldn't mind paying extra, like five or ten dollars. Uh, now, you know, like you know, like on top as a special release, I'll pay five dollars. Nope. But when they're doing nope, thirty or twenty dollars, like wait, that's more than you're mm. charging at the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do. Like, well, I wouldn't even pay five or five dollars extra. Like, you better be released if that's the case. You're like, like special okay. access, early access if, but it better if, come out in like three months for free for me. I think they based it around the notion that it will be seen by a household of four. Oh, I know, but the fact is that people don't yeah, wait. I know, I'm not paying that though. Like, no I, way. For, for Wonder Woman 1984, if on Christmas Day they said, hey, for five dollars on Crave or whatever. Do you want to watch Wonder Woman? I'd be like, yes. And you'd think there'd be millions of people that would do that, right? The one shot. Here's $5 extra to watch this movie, which we're not going to go see in theaters. So that makes, like, it, it goes back to the pirating thing. Like, the reason there's piracy is that you charge so much it's money. Yeah. I think they're going to have to come come down to that. Uh, the reasons behind piracy are a little more complicated than that, and we don't have the time. No, but but piracy the the uh, the incidence of piracy went down way down when yeah, Netflix when became a thing. Yeah. 
when yeah. it was just Netflix and you only paid your one, you know, subscription fee of like $12 a month and you had access to almost everything. And then we're like, okay, there, I have no need to go and uh, and find other alternate ways to watch well, this anymore. It's available right here. Yeah, sure, I have exactly. to wait like six months for it to come to Netflix, but no problem. I'll wait that time. But then when HBO put out their own streaming service, then when Marvel put out their, or uh, Disney, Disney put out their own streaming service, then when the every game. every channel put out their own streaming service, they're all charging money and they all have portioned out partial bits of uh, the content that was available on Netflix. Fuck you. I'm going back to what I was doing before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what's happening, right? Is that the reason that that, that with uh, music, it really was super successful is because even if you had multiple places, they were all cheap. Yes. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you bought one song from, you could buy it from five different places for the same price, basically. And then yeah. you have it. Now you don't have that option at all. And and I agree with you, Dev. I think that everyone's, many people are going to go back to piracy. To, to well, especially when they said, like you said, here's $30 for Milan. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm like, absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> like, okay. no, no. There's no uh, way. Above, above and beyond the huh. fact that it's a terrible portrayal of Asian culture well, to begin with, that. But putting that aside, it's egregious that they're charging $30 for it. Everything about that was a flop, really. Well, we and it should have been really good. Yeah. But the, the, the thing yeah. is, it does boil down to a simple choice, though. If you don't want to pay, don't watch. You're not entitled to your entertainment at the price you dictate. You're wrong. No, I'm not. But <laughs> I know I'll never win that argument with you. No, that's of right. Course. Of course. Listen, I, mean, I was I was happy to pay when it was from one centralized location. I had no problem with that. I, I like uh, for a long time I said, why would I ever pay when I can get the stuff for free? But then the convenience of Netflix made it so that I had no problem paying. I was I was, was okay with it. Point. Yeah, that was the whole point of the also the Apple model, right? When they moved away mm -hmm. from from Napster and all those things is that right. if you make it easy and cheap, most people won't bother to go and do the extra hoops that you have to jump through and use whatever, you know, all the things that you have to do because it's convenient because convenience always trumps, yep. but not when it's expensive, right? When it's cheap, convenience is, is, it trumps everything. When it's expensive, then people will find a way. It's, people, and it's I, the law I, of economics, yeah. right? It's the law of economics. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I agree with Dwayne, we should pay for, for the, the content of things that are, um, you know, yeah. people put to, me, to me, it boils down to a very simple thing. If I don't want to pay for it, I don't watch it. Okay. Well, it's that it's that yeah. simple. I, I still that's, pay for stuff. That's I, the I, choice. I buy. You're not entitled to it. No, but I buy gaming books. I'll I'll I'll, I'll support gaming books. I actually pay for uh, movies on YouTube and other stuff because I figure if it's something I like, I want them to continue making it, so they have yeah. to make money, right? Um. <laughs> But I can understand. Yeah, but everything comes down to a fair, a fair price, well, right? Like the right. fairness it's, of price is is always a problem. And I agree with Disney, what Dwayne's saying. Especially with Disney, like Disney, Disney is yeah. a multi-billion. Disney can give away everything for free and still make a billion dollars a year. Like, yeah. <laughs> they don't need to squeeze no, like every. Charge, like I said, if they charge five dollars, they're still going to make. They won't make as as much money, but they'll still. Yeah. But my point is, it's not our choice to make. Our choice is a lot simpler. Buy it or don't. We don't get to, dict we don't get to dictate what they charge, except for in, oh, we didn't sell much of that. We should lower the price. Yeah, but that's exactly what happens. Even if you go out and, and steal it, say, if we're going to call it that, 
because the the numbers that count are are the numbers of uh, that are the paid person, right? Mm-hmm. The number of people who streamed it or, or pirated it or whatever, they don't count towards their bottom line. So they don't. I mean, they care about those numbers and in the, the idea that there's it's stolen from them, and it tells them there's a market for these kind of things. But you would think that it would allow them to calibrate themselves to say, okay, the price that we're charging is too high, so people are making this effort. They like it. But it, you know the price that we're asking for is not is not economically yeah, viable. You come to the fact that Disney's close to monopoly, so. Well, yeah, but then exactly, it just encourages <laughs> encourages piracy. That's what happens. Well, that's the thing now too. If they cut out if they cut out the theaters, right? And it's yeah. Basically, then... They produce yeah. it. They have the streaming service. Yeah. You don't need anyone else. Um... But many people are, they circumvent it in lots of ways, right? Uh, so, I'm, I'm going to stir uh, the pot a little bit here. This is also news rumors. <laughs> well, because everyone's heard. Okay, it's now, do, it's um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Elliot's now for. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Elliot Page. Elliot Page, right. So, which I have no problem. Oh, I don't care. I don't care about that. That, yeah. that means nothing to me. Now, the fact, yeah. though, is they are now a he, right? It's now Elliot. They've loosed it that they accept either he or they as pronouns. Right, but the thing is, still portraying a female on Umbrella Academy, whereas Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson got in trouble because she said she would play a trans person for one movie. Yes, yeah. but it's... But no, no, this is complete. That's... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, um, Pat, I submit to you that there is a massive, massive difference someone yeah. of the greater majority yeah. culture taking yeah. over a role of minority. someone from a very much minority culture as opposed to someone from the minority culture taking a role that represents the majority. A completely different sex. No, it, no. but the thing is, it, I mean, if you look historically... He identifies as male now. If you, if, no, but no, if you, it, if you like, look historically... It's not like people haven't played these these kinds of roles oh, before. Yeah, look like at Kabuki. Talked. Kabuki's all men yeah, dressing like women. The, and even exactly. Shakespearean. Yeah, the, yeah, the main thing is is that uh, Johansson <clears throat> in that role would be a lost opportunity for proper representation. But what there is no what lost she, opportunity what if she's for representation. Actress? What if she's the best actress? What if she's the one who can portray the character? No, the this is always no. This is this is a this is a zero sum argument. This is the problem with that kind of argument, right? Is that, that the pot. whenever whenever you say it's the best actress or the best person for or that actor. role, like yeah. this kind of stuff, actor, whoever. Whenever you say it's the best the best person for that role, it completely overlooks the fact that there there are people out there who could be developed or could could act in that role who are not even looked at. Or allowed to develop into the kind of good actor that would that would be a name, all those all those kind of quote unquote things, and that's that's the part exactly what Dwayne is saying is that if you have a majority culture person playing someone in the minority, regardless of whether they were the best actor for it or the time or whatever, it denies an opportunity to bring up somebody who could play that role, who would be as good, who could be even better that you never even thought of, who can well, authentically represent it. No, no, yeah, like I said, I saw in the pot. Yeah. And on, on, like to tie that back into all the Marvel stuff coming out, um, the character Echo is going to be showing up in one of these projects, I think in Hawkeye. And yes, I heard that. they are actually going to be played by, by a, a, right? um, no, a hearing impaired Native American. Oh, 
Okay. Oh, really? Which, yeah. And Echo is um, deaf. No, she's just, she echoes what she sees. That's the thing. She's kind of like Taskmaster. Okay. Photographic reflexes, that sort of thing. Like I said, Gary Oldman played a, a, a little person, like, which was wrong. Like, <laughs> like, like wait, no, you I couldn't mean, have found an actor to play, like... Well, that's the thing, right? Like, you yeah. can... With every, every single iteration, there are people out there who are findable if you yeah. bother to look for them. Yeah, and... and yeah. The thing is, is that it's a process that they're they're continually trying to improve. But I mean, like, and when you look money, when you look money. back, the mistakes are glaring, but they mm -hmm. weren't so much at the time. I mean, one of my favorite little odd guilty pleasure type movies is Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. Oh yes, Fred was played by Joel Gray. Yeah. In makeup, yeah. Okay, you know. Now looking back at that, you go, you have to go like, could you not have at least hired James Hong or something who was available at the time? Who was, you know, yeah. He would have been available at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the point, right? Is that but, it, it, it can't be the argument is always well, they they aren't good enough, or that was the best actor, or we don't we, we don't see skin yeah. color, we don't see gender, yeah. we don't see no. disability, whatever. I mean, like, the, the, you know, the, it shuts down every all those people. That's the problem. There, the, there was another uh, incident earlier on that uh, really showcased the need for diversity in filmmaking, and that's uh, Monster Hunter World. Yes. Because uh, there was uh, what turns out to be a racist joke in it. Nobody realized it was racist, but uh, when it hit China, there it uh, caused a massive, massive backlash to the point where they removed it out of the uh, out of the movie. Right, so well, all they needed was somebody who would have been able to look at it and go, uh, "Yeah, we can't put that in." Yeah. Especially nowadays, like I, I can understand thirty years ago or so, like they're like, "Oh, we don't understand the yeah. translation or we don't get it." Nowadays, you know how easy it is to Google. Mm -hmm. Well, but that's the thing is that actually, I mean, yes, I agree that that now is better than then, but even then there was no excuse, right? I mean, I know we always say, "Oh, it's you know, it's the past," well, and actually, because we're, we're more racist, right? but it's not even. In your like, case, comics, you couldn't actually portray a black superhero as being the main hero, right? Well, no, I have to say that no, comics... It was, it was, no, it was, it was illegal. Them. You could not portray a black know, superhero but... as the main guy, which is why when you see like the Falcon originally in his story, he's a hoodlum because they couldn't have him as... I mean, I'm not agreeing that I was right. It's just sort of really stupid that they did this, right? It was like... So I don't think that's that... Why, that... That's why, like... Captain America, but, if they made Captain America black, I wouldn't care. Or Asian, who cares? It's the fact that the character should still be Captain America. Unlike, yeah, but that's that's where the comic books have actually been. I mean, yes, there was the during the Golden Age and the Silver Age, there was a lot of of restrictions about what they could show and that kind of thing. But they were pushing the envelope well before Night uh, North Star. Say North Star. Well, North Star, but also, also, you know, all of the gender switches, all of the, the like yeah. turning all the characters female, having yeah. having female leads. Yeah. Wonder Woman was super it's... early, actually, and amazing, and you know, yeah. Well, let's like, not forget was... Wonder Woman with her bondage issues. Well, I mean, there's there's nothing is ever perfect, really. <laughs> but I, you know, there's 
you know, TV and movies are much slower to adapt yeah. because, you know, you have to, there's that, that, again, that same thing, that, that argument that everyone says, which is you need a big name, it's mm -hmm. the best actor, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Then, then you go, and I think, no. that, well, but that's the, the, like, one of the nice things about the sort of breakout of, of internet culture, which there are not many nice things about it, but one thing I think is good. Well, no, like, I was going to say, because look at Superman, right? Christopher Reeve, well, an unknown, made tons yeah. of money. So it, it's, you don't, yeah, you could. No, you don't need it. It's free. Yeah, you don't but need it. The, the problem is these kind of movies now, like the the bigger the, I mean, and you can see it right now. They're putting out 10 Star Wars movies and like, like whatever, 5,000 Marvel Marvel things. There's no room for anything new or interesting or having different different people or different characters or different actors tell different stories even. Yeah. And so you need, and you, if you spend all this money, you need to then make a huge amount of money on in return, and then it makes them even more cautious. Yeah, which means you but, need a big you know, name star for people to go see. Yeah, it. exactly. Right. I and, mean, think about the uh, Ghost in the Shell controversy, right? Yeah. The the whole well, okay. point of the was that <coughs> I've read the manga though. In the manga, she's not looking Asian either. It, but that doesn't matter. That's, the point is that's, that that's manga, that's, right? Yeah, yeah, but no, that's just it. No characters look, no look Asian. The fact that they're like, oh, she's not Japanese, like, okay, no, no, I know. But the whole point was that they they said we have to we have to make a big name star here yes. because otherwise no one cares about this obscure um, Japanese manga, right? Like that was the sort of idea. But the thing is, like I was going to say, because Devin, I agree. The main guy they had for the boss of the whole organization, he never spoke oh. English at all. He's awesome. No, yeah, he was great. Pete Takashi, I love that guy. And he's like, "There's your eight, you know, there." He never spoke English once the entire movie, right? So, but yeah, it's like no, it's just like I said, I was stirring the pot on purpose to get a good discussion going. <laughs> I thought we weren't having a, a section three. We didn't like segue into it without, without even introducing it. Well, the the problem with doing a segment three with this much stuff in news and rumors and all of our talk about um, our our segment one is that we were uh, run dangerously low on time and it's it's already been what over two hours uh, yeah. for this recording alone so why don't we call it here and say thank you for joining us for another episode of the out of the basement podcast and uh, we'll see you next wait, time wait, i was gonna say nothing beats john wayne playing genghis kong there's a lot of appropriation that was awful and the past is the evil past but still we should have known better then, and we should know better now. That's that's what. Well, we're just doing. like Charlie Chan and all the Asian villains that yep. happened uh, well, in the uh, 90s. Uh, Peter, uh, Sellers, Peter Sellers, you know. Playing, uh... Unfortunately, it's if you go back in time and stuff, it's hard to find anyone who kept their noses clean. As yeah. as big a fan as I am of Fred Astaire, the guy did perform in blackface. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Mm. Yeah, also, it's. That was a standard vaudeville kind of act at the time, though, too. Yeah, I know, but now, I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But, anyways, uh, this was a good one. Anyway, th thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basin podcast, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye now. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. 
and we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.